it's too late to apologize it's too late yeah 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 oh damn it's too late apologize it's too late yeah 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 and that's how we start off with our episode today high voltage is back with double a of course and i am your host double a so little fun fact about me that is actually one of my favorite songs at least of the past like five or six months to apologize by one republic and i have to admit it does fit in very well with this episode so you know you gotta work out a little bit of your transition game and i have to admit with this one yeah i i do apologize and i have to admit it is too late for the fact that i did not give you my mlb predictions for the season you know um one of my friends reached out said like oh you know one of my roommates said like oh we should do mlb predictions you want in i'm like yeah you know is there any money on it he's like no no don't worry about that and i did like i did not share it with you guys and that is totally my fault and that song of embarrassing myself for a little bit is kind of like my way of saying like i I was wrong totally do apologize for like maybe the fifth or sixth time now and I, and that's not like me right i'm not typically the kind of person that that likes to apologize because when you think about it when someone apologizes it mostly is for the fact that oh i offended someone you know i of course you didn't have any attention to i mean you're an evil person if you tend to offend someone or hurt their feelings or you know that that cause some type of harm or pain but for the most part you apologize you shouldn't have to apologize for being yourself but in this case it was just a matter of i didn't know where to fit this right there was just a whole lot of content hopefully you guys have enjoyed that over the past few weeks and even so a few months i mean we've been going now strong and, and for the time being we continue to but for right now I, I i felt like this was the the right time maybe not perfect it could have been done earlier but it is the right time, and so I'm more than happy to present you my my predictions of, you know, how right or wrong I was. And, and but also I do want to mention too some sports things going on because it is the NBA Finals, the NHL Finals are about to start soon, the Stanley Cup Finals, and I I just want to you know just update you on a few things that you might have missed, just some simple things. Uh, so the Eagles, I know that's the biggest thing uh, in this town, and you of course you guys have heard me say like oh you know the Phillies are cursed the Flyers are not doing well the Sixers are clearly cursed maybe you should trade Embiid and and just start over start over with Maxi. you can't win at the center you know you've probably have heard many people maybe me say that but here's the thing the Eagles I can bank take it to the bank cash it in right now the Eagles are going to the playoffs they have an easy schedule can't believe it hurts is going to be a big sleeper in fantasy football drafts even some people have him on uh taking him on mvp odds so i i must admit that everything is going smoothly with the eagles now i know you know you have julian lori the the um uh his son of jeffrey lori so that's a little bit of a uh, of a gray cloud, not dark cloud, hanging over the Eagles right now. And then you also have this Hallaby guy, friend of Julian. So that is a little bit troubling. But for the most part, on the field, the coaches, Roseman's offseason, except for Fletcher Cox, has been done very well. And just the, the schedule should help with all that. Should be, you know, an A-plus offseason. Maybe an A because, again, Fletcher Cox, I don't know why they had to, to do that. But yeah, the, the, the schedule should get them at least 11 wins. I, and if you can get 9.5, take the over right now. Even if they, you have Minshew as the backup quarterback, you're still going to beat bad teams. I mean, they did so against the Jets last year. Uh, now, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, we all know that. And it's going to be really interesting next season, uh, this after this season, because let's say they win the division, 11 wins over Dallas, who might get 10 or 9 wins. Then you're going to get a first place schedule, in which then that might prevent you from winning the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure when, how that Super Bowl window is. Is it now? Is it next season? I don't think it is. But maybe is it that third season because you might be the second or third um, place in that division in 2023 slash 2024. I know I'm thinking you know way ahead in the future, but you're not going to win the Super Bowl right now. He still Hurts is still developing. 
But at, this, at the same time, next, uh, not this upcoming season, but the season after, is he really ready to face a first place schedule? Because he's going to take a really longer trajectory projection than a Charles Lawrence or a Joe Burrow, someone, someone like that. He's not a uh, top three or four overall pick in the first round. He's just not. He needs a little bit more prepping than that. So that's the. So, but still, definitely good report on the Eagles I have right now. And again, not a huge fan of uh, the Phillies and the Flyers and six of of how they're run. You know, Doc should be gone, and the Flyers should just just restart. They they tried in the offseason. They did, uh, and then the Phillies. We're going to get into that because this is mostly a baseball oriented show today. So then I also just want to mention in the NBA playoffs, if you haven't known, you know, I'm going to mostly just bring that up once it's done. But for the time being, you know, Golden State and Boston, all I really want to say that my bracket was dead wrong. You know, Brooklyn gets swept in the first round. The Suns get trounced in game seven of one of the most crucial games of Chris Paul's legacy in hindsight because he just did not perform. And that was I thought that was going to be his chance this season was going to be his chance to, you know, to finally win a championship and cement his legacy in the Hall of Fame. Now, he's going to make the Hall of Fame with, you know, kind of being compared to John Stockton. So, that's where I'm kind of like, I was very surprised. Luca and the Mavs, I was surprised that they got a game over Golden State. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of their roster other than it just fits, but you need star power in the NBA. So, a, a little bit disappointed in the playoffs. I didn't really want to see the Warriors get there. I really thought the Suns were going to take on the Warriors, and that was going to be interesting. But after hearing Pat Bev on ESPN, I love the guy now. Really just saying, like, no one was afraid of that team. And even though he kept saying Monty Lewis was a great head coach, was still not afraid of that team. So, things are probably coming in Phoenix. And don't forget DeAndre Ayn not being that much of a factor in the contract extension or lack thereof. Should be very interesting how they approach the offseason. So that's another team you have to look for what they're going to do in the offseason, as well as Milwaukee too. I mean, they did they did not get to the conference finals after being up three two against Boston. Still a great team, and, and of course Miami also. You know, do you need that other star? You know, I do really like Bam, Larry, Tucker, uh, Hero, Butler. You know, and I'm part at Old Depot, and there's probably you know, they have a lot of depth, but do you have another guy rather than just volume of them like star power again really does matter so it's 1-1 right now it's going to head up into boston tonight and i'm just i'm excited you know i really want the celtics to win i'm not a huge celtics guy. i'm not i'm not a big boston guy i just hate the warriors that much you know like they won too many times and we'll see i, I really do want tam to do well i really want brown to do well I want to see all those guys too, because this is probably their best chance. And I can see the Golden State Warriors making one or two more finals appearances, so I don't want them to win this time around. And then with NHL, you know, the Avs are going to the Stanley Cup Finals, the Rangers, the Lightning. That's going to be a hell of a series. That's probably going to go seven. So that's, I'm, I'm telling you, I really want the Rangers to win. But with that Lightning team, you're never, they're never out of it. Never, ever, ever. And even if the Lightning do go on to win the series... I still expect the Avs to, and my good friend Scott correctly predicted the Avs against the Oilers, in which the I was surprised the Oilers didn't take one, but still the Avs, he thought was going to win at seven against the Panthers, which unfortunately they didn't make it to even the, the conference finals, but still, hell of a playoffs, I've been able to see a little bit, and can never take your eye off it, you know, you don't know when that next goal is going to happen, and there have been more of goals and I haven't been a huge fan of that like I don't want to see seven six five four games you know I'd rather see like two or three because I want to be in a little bit of sense but the as this show is like goals are actually not that difficult these days I don't know how I don't know why but you can score goals in three goals in a short amount of time so it has been really unbelievable these players and you should really tune in uh and then other basketball news because I forgot to mention that uh, the Orlando Magic win the uh, draft lottery I'm not I'm not going to get too much into it until I start to start my research you know and I don't I haven't paid that much attention to college basketball so I can't tell you who's going to be in the one overall pick who's going to be top four top five because it does depend on fit if you have like two or three centers you're not going to draft another one I, and that's kind of the position I think the Wizards are in right now so that you have to just wait a few weeks or so. The draft, I think, is going to be this month, but I'm going to try to see uh, and align this podcast with that and give you my analysis on my mock draft, basically, of the first round, who I think is going to go. Because I, drafting is fun. 
whether it's fantasy, think yourself as a general manager, mocks, and that's definitely something I want to bring to this podcast here. And then also you have coaching hires. Uh, Delvin Ham goes to the Lakers. You also have Mike Brown going to the Sacramento Kings. So that's going to be interesting. Both dysfunctional franchises, the Lakers especially, and, and the Kings have just been, you know, just irrelevant. So I definitely am curious to see with the Lakers, but with the Kings, I don't think they're going to do anything. I think even with Sabonis, even with Fox, and even with Devon Mitchell, who they basically chose over Halliburton, in my opinion, it still would be interesting to see how Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis rebound. Because LeBron, he's still got a good year or two left in the tank. And is that going to mean that they get to the championship? Because a great LeBron no matter what team drags them there. And there's just too many injuries, and the fit with Westbrook was just so bad. But now chemistry might kick in. And let's see, what do they bring back Malik Monk? What do they do with uh, Kendrick Nunn? And, you know, there's going to be some question marks. But the Lakers are not completely out of it yet. They're not in the dust. So uh, Ham is a good hire. You also have Quinn Steyer out at, at Utah, in which that's going to be a whole situation out there that's going to be a developing one as we speak so definitely keep in tune when it comes to this NBA offseason it should be a big one not as big in recent years but still should be a big one and an important one that could really make or break a franchise and then lastly just I just wanted to say so like like I mentioned earlier you know I apologize for not bringing up baseball yet and then of course not bringing up my predictions but I don't want to apologize for what I said about Deshaun Watson the guy is clearly guilty 66 women 66 women over a 17 month span and two more women have have been added to the lawsuits and it's just been an atrocity they the guy is going to be suspended for the entire of the NFL when it comes to next season when it comes down to it the people don't like that Jimmy Haslam gave them gave him a full guarantee contract, and I respect that. But at the same time, there's still other teams that wanted his services, and just the I don't think the NFL is going to change. You know, like if you're if you're great, they don't care what you did. Uh, and for me, it's just it, it just shows you how much power these these players have in our society. And it's and they said it, you know, the women on the HBO documentary. I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, HBO is very expensive, but they basically say it was a slap to our faces when he got to have that contract guaranteed and, and get a pay raise. You know, no one in their right mind in this society, a typical average person would would do that for someone that has that on their blemish on their resume. So it's it's just the power of sports. It's the it's the uniqueness of what sport brings but it can have its blemishes so i think he i think he's clearly guilty and also the the lawyer his attorney uh made happy endings comment that might definitely cost him the case of so what i've heard from what i know and from my luck he's going to get away with it but the attorney is not helping so with that one comment he made on a radio appearance and attorneys you know they're supposed to be clever they're supposed to be you know, like an extension of the client. Therefore, you can hurt the client, and, and I think he did. So that should definitely be another thing you should look out for. Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, and also Baker Mayfield. You know, they're not going to have a quarterback for this upcoming season. Great roster, but Baker doesn't want to play for them. And it would make sense if Baker, you know, said like, you know what, I'll, I'll play, and you better trade me during the season or after the season because I really don't want to be here. What you did was disrespectful and I and disloyal you know you betrayed me whatever and but they don't have they don't have a quarterback they 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 honestly don't have a guy that could give you nine or ten wins even though the roster says at least that so that's gonna be another thing to watch out for in the AFC South not just the Lamar situation and also uh, the Steelers what they're going to do at quarterback but also the Bengals are they going to repeat as division winners and that's going to be a big, big thing. But yeah, let's get into these MLB predictions. I know the season's been officially two months since it got started. And I made these predictions, of course, a day or two before it got started. Let's get right into it. Because like I said, I, and, and you can't blame me. I think there's a way to go about this in terms of, you know, like you, you make predictions. And then you can see how they how they play out. 
but I didn't tell I didn't, I didn't tell you my predictions though, and so, and and you can make it can make sense like oh you come back around to it, but there's nothing coming back around to because I didn't tell you, so that's why I started off with apologizing and now. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing stuff like this seventh or eighth time because I do really feel bad I do, uh, so I, again there's there's ways to do the same thing but I'm not sure this was the best way and again it made sense in terms of a timing standpoint comparing to other content I had planned but still um, I I'm going to give you my predictions I'm going to see how it fares out and then we're going to just go along from there um, and so that's the, that's basically the rest of this episode so if you wanted just the sports update. You know, there's that. If you're not interested in baseball, then that's not good. But this should be very interesting. So the AL East, I had the Blue Jays winning. And from what I can tell in the standings right now, they are seven, seven, eight games back from the Yankees. Seems like the Yankees are going to win. They're, it seems like they are going to win this division. And I'm actually very surprised because here's the, here's the thing. I don't have... The Yankees making the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run down my list. This I think this would be easier. I, I was going to go by division and then just tell you how the division is, but I'm going to just run it down first. So here's the AL. Okay, I have Toronto winning the East, Chicago winning the Central, Houston winning the West, and then I have Tampa, Seattle, and Minnesota winning uh, the three wild card spots. So that's what that's what I had in the AL. That was my predictions before the season started. So I don't have the Yankees in there. I thought they were going to collapse. I thought Boone was going to be fired mid-season. They didn't really do that much to convince me they were a better team. I guess one could say, you know, like, oh, they've just been injured. You know, a judge is going to be in the contract year, so he's going to put up some really good numbers. If they're healthy and they develop some guys like a Clay Holmes, like a Michael King, in which I kind of saw some glisses of him last season, and also you have Judge being healthy and going off. You know, I'm not having as my MVP candidate. You also have Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino's back. And also, of course, they made the Donaldson trade, but I thought that was just a net neutral, to be honest. Um, and I and guess maybe by his controversy, maybe a net negative. But here, but here's the thing. They added without, they added within. You know, again, a lot of the guys I, I just said stayed healthy in which, you, you know, you don't need a Marlon Gonzalez or Ernesto Floral um, as the 27th man. I've seen him a few, a few times. But you've added Nestor Cortez, right? You added Luis Severino. Those are guys that one was a bullpen guy and one just did not pitch at all. James Italian has been pretty well. Also, Jordan Montgomery has been been pretty well so you've added by their improvements you stuck with those guys you did not give up on them and they have done a whole lot for that franchise this season and so I'm not sure if it's Boone or the coaches but he's definitely keeping his job and I think the division is going to be theirs unless Toronto makes a huge huge surge and don't get me wrong Toronto has done an amazing job uh, I think they're like what ten games above five hundred. It's just the Yankees are like twenty four games above five hundred. So there's it, it's it's gonna be tough being this team. They have a really good bullpen, even with a bad Chapman. You know, Chapman's the one that got injured, but at least they have a lot in in the bullpen and. The, it, it, it's maybe they have a great pro, uh, like prospect system that we don't really know about. We know about D- Jason Dominguez, but other than that, it seems like a lot of their guys have just been within that they didn't need to feel the need to sign guys, did not need, need to feel the need to make some big trades other than, of course, Gary Sanchez. Maybe maybe it was just getting rid of Gary Sanchez. Maybe it was just that, you know, getting that black hat out of here, and maybe they became a division winner. Cause I don't, I, it's been a while since they won a division. It really has. And it doesn't really feel like they've made the playoffs all that much because they've either gotten bounced in the wild card or they got bounced in the first round. And then, of course, with the Houston series, we all know what happened there, that they got cheated out of that. But still, at the end of the day, uh, I have the Yankees now winning the division because they're just full head of steam. They probably feel like it's their time. And I've seen a lot of historical stats say, like, oh, the last time they were this or the last time the Mets and this were that, they were in the World Series. And it was just like... I guess you can't really go wrong with with that stat. So I do have the Yankees now winning the, the the division. The Blue Jays, I'm not out of it though. I think they make the wild card 
with Tampa Bay in which I'm, I think I will be correct. I think Tampa Bay will be one of the two top wildcard teams in there. And they are not that far off from, uh, from Toronto, maybe a game or so behind them. And that's where I'm like, I feel like I was right with Tampa. Now, I thought it was going to be, you know, Toronto, Tampa, then New York. I was not that confident in Boston. And I was correct about that. Now, they are, roll- they are rolling now. That's the you know, law a law of large numbers, but they had a terrible April. I and I just didn't even think this team was all that talented. They didn't add that much. Chris Sale is still hurt. You know, I think you you dealt with a terrible Trevor story in the first month. Uh, I'm gonna talk about fantasy. Not that much, but a little bit towards the end. And it was just Bogart's his table defense. Devers has been great and Martinez has been and not his typical self, one would say, and then just weirdness at first base like Frankie Cordero I don't, I don't know exactly who he is that much uh Bobby Dahlbeck can't find his power uh Christian Vacas has been inconsistent so with Boston I knew they were not going to be a huge threat I just I just knew that and now they're starting to get going maybe they're a little bit more talented than I thought but I just I just they're what around 500 and I'm just like I'm not sure if they can really make that surge and keep it to the point where they're like, they're like 10 or 12 or 15 games above 500 when the season ends so I don't expect Boston to make like maybe they can make a big move but don't let it don't let it deceive you and think like oh yeah they can make a huge run in October they can make the playoffs I don't even think they can make it and even that's with three wild cards because you have to remember you know the most teams that you can have in a division is four one make one winning the, the, the division and the other three making the wild card, but there's other teams, other divisions in in the AL, in the NL too, and so that's where I'm going to get into the other divisions. But don't expect Boston to get in when you have Toronto, Tampa, and New York all in that same division. Like that is really tough to do. And then yeah, the bullpen they've blown a lot of saves. Who exactly is the closer, Matt? Uh, what's his name? Matt Barnes has been hurt, and he hasn't even been that great. Jake Deepman's been okay. You know, and then I haven't talked about Toronto that much, but what is there to say? You know, like Manoa has been amazing. Gosman has been amazing. Hinju Ryu has been a little bit of a disappointment with his injuries and even with his performance. But still, like Toronto is going to be just fine. They're going to stay pace with the Yankees by, I think, seven games. It's not impossible to overtake them. But I just think that with the Yankees, I feel like it's their year. Maybe not to win at all, but at least to win a division. I know when it comes to some fans, that is a big deal for them winning the division. So when it comes to the East again, I think I'm correct with Tampa. I'm wrong with Toronto, and I'm wrong with the Yankees, and I'm right about Boston. And do really need to say much about Baltimore. The future's bright. Adley Rutschman, you know, has struggled a little bit, and that's that should be expected, especially of a catcher. I mean, Joey Barr has struggled for almost two years almost a year or two now so it's just it's just a big thing with catchers he's going to get it going at some point and Austin Hayes has been pretty darn good and Cedric Mullins is doing his thing uh and and actually Mount Castles has been doing well and also with uh Trey Mancini you know also doing pretty well but yeah, that left field fence is ugly. <laughs> Let me just say that. The left field fence, I had no idea it did they change anything until like what May or something. And I'm like, why they changed that? And I guess they they're hitting the they're hurting their own hitters, not just the opponent. Like they, there's not that many home runs from the Baltimore right handers. Let me just say that. Uh and Odor has been, you know, taking advantage of the other side. He's been crutching some balls to right field. But yeah, left field's ugly. So if you go to Cameron Yards, it's not the same thing. And I don't know why they had to change that. But yeah, that's the AL East. Okay. So we expect a run from New York. Toronto should make it past the wild uh, the wild card as well as as well as Tampa. But that should be interesting though, right? I feel like the Yankees are going to go up against Toronto or Tampa in the playoffs they might not I mean they you know Toronto might go up against Tampa but it might just be you know Yankees face it's going to be weird it's going to be really weird I I feel like they're all talented and can get to um, the divisional round but theoretically those three teams two of them are going to have to advance so I I I don't I, I I and you'll see what I have for the World Series but again I, I want to 
I want Toronto to do well. I want Tampa to do well. And the Yankees, we don't want to do well, but it is what it is. On paper, they're always a great team, and now they're finally, finally putting it together. Now, we have the Central here, okay? So, like I said, I had the White Sox winning the division. Here's the thing. I'm not completely wrong about that. It's just injuries, right? Grandal has been so bad this season, okay? That's not injuries. Abreu has struggled a little bit, okay? That shouldn't be too out of the question. But then you have Tim Anderson now. Uh, he's been injured over the past, like, two weeks, I, I think. You also have, you know, Luis Robert. He was hurt at one point. Lord Jimenez, he was hurt, come, came back, and then got hurt again. Uh, you also have Moncada starting the season hurt. You also have Lance Lynn not really having to throw a pitch. I think you had your share of COVID, you know, whether it was Joe Kelly, Giolito. Uh, you also had... You have the researcher, or the the surgeons, a uh, Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease, two of the best starters in the AL, in my opinion, and they have done amazing. So that's actually I'm going to get into sleeper seasons, like guys who you wouldn't typically think about and having some great seasons. Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech are the only reason why the White Sox are not ten games below 500. It is because of their performances. They are amazing, and Dylan Cease is up and coming. He had some walk issues. He's controlled that. And, and also you've had, you know, Johnny Cueto done some pretty nice starts. Also, Vince Velasquez is still on the team, not helping them at all. They're just dealing with a whole lot of injuries. And it's like, <laughs> if, you, if you're the manager, you know, what else can you do except throw your hands up, you know? And, and they haven't done, uh, they haven't gotten a whole lot from Gavin Sheets, I think. You also have some blown saves from Liam Hendricks. You also had some inconsistency with Andrew Vaughn. So this team is just very much... They, they they want a long break right now. This team needs to recuperate. This team needs to find their footing. But I still think they make the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to win the division. They're not completely out of it. I mean, Minnesota is leading right now. I have Minnesota as one of my last playoff teams. But they they we all know about their offseason. Their pitching has very much surprised me. You know, Joe Ryan... Uh, you also have Chris Paddock doing somewhat decently before now he's out for the season. But you also have this, you also had the good start from Dylan Bundy. Now he's not that great. But Delvin Smizer, you also have Sonny Gray has been hurt a little bit. They've, they've put they put some uh, some young, uh, also Josh Winder, and he's also been hurt. So they've, they've dealt with the injury bug a, a little bit. But at least it's been their bats. You know, Bucks has been relatively healthy. Correa's starting to get going out. Luis Arias has been amazing. Uh, even um, Miguel Sano, you don't have to deal with this defense now. He's He's been hurt. Uh, you also had Gio Yourself. He's been pretty good. Sanchez is putting up some, uh, some good offensive numbers. And also, I think... In the outfield, you've had some an okay season of a Max Kepler. The, and I think the bullpen's been really good. Like I think Johan Duran is a, is a sleeper guy that you should pay attention to. So I do I do expect Minnesota to continue. I'm not sure they're going to come out and win the division because now you're going to get the dog days of summer, right? Teams that have been regressing will find a way to come back and balance out their talent with their performance over the past few months. And then teams that have been doing so well since April will find a way to regress because they're just either not that talented or it's you know that the guys are getting tired or you're dealing with a lot more injuries but with a team like the White Sox they're dealing with the injuries now and once they get healthy you're going to see not only a, rec- uh, a, a healthy recuperate and uh, refresh White Sox team because again Lance Lynn's going to he's going to be pitching soon right you're also going to have uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think there's Another an, another uh, player or two, other than Anderson, of course, that's like um, that they miss right right now. And you're going to see more consistency from Robert, but they're going to be who we thought they were, and they're going. They still have a chance to win the division. I I, I would probably hold as 48-52 in favor of Minnesota, but it's close. It's definitely close. It's within five games right now. Cleveland has been doing better than the White Sox, which just tells you how bad the White Sox have been uh, this season and dealing with a lot of stuff, but it could be a whole lot worse for them. So the White Sox, I think, are in pretty good position, and I still think that the White Sox, Minnesota, are going to go to the playoffs. It's just a matter of who's going to the wild card and who's going to go and um, win the division because you'd much rather win the division and have home field some, uh, somewhere 
Uh, or actually, just because you win the division doesn't mean you have home field. You at least have five games guaranteed instead of, you know, you have to win one game. Because if you're in the divisional, it's, I don't know exactly which two divisions is it, depending on the record. But someone is the home team and someone is the away team. It's not like, oh, you win the division, you have a home game. It depends on the record in that case. That's a little bit unique that baseball has that. Because I know in football, you win the division, you have an automatic home playoff game. So that is, again, a little bit interesting. But Regardless, like I said, the Guardians don't expect them. Okay, like they, Jose Ruiz has been unbelievable. Uh, I know some of their guys, that, like like Stephen Kwan and Owen Miller and um, Josh Naylor, you know, have been, and also even uh, Jimenez and Rosario a little bit have been tearing it over, you know, April and whatever. But th- it's not a great roster, not a great team. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they're like a five or six or seven games below 500 once the season ends. It's just not their season. Uh, and I would definitely think they, they, they need either their top prospects to come up soon or they need to, I don't know, spend money because they never do. Uh, other than, of course, the Jose Ramirez extension. So don't expect Cleveland to make any noise. They might be in the playoff hunt, but not for the rest of the season and, and be a legitimate threat to anybody that I just mentioned. But yeah, the White Sox, again, just be aware of them because they will start to get hot at some point. And when they do, they can be a dangerous team. And the fact that they lost in the first round, I think it was, in the two, two the uh, past two seasons, one against Oakland and then the other one against Houston, I think they're going to feel really motivated. It's just a matter of health now. And I think they can get to the uh, the... I think their ceiling is the ALCS. Do I think they're going to get there? Probably not, but again, they're ceiling. But I don't think they're going to be a World Series team because there's just too many great teams in the AL at the moment. And one of them, uh, transitioning, because I really don't want to, I don't need to talk about the Tigers. I don't need to talk about the Royals, okay? Like, I know Salvador Perez has been hurt. He came back. But this is a this is a rebuilding. Both teams are rebuilding. You know, you have Bollywood, Torkelson. You have a lot of youth on that team, but they're in no shape or not even close to contending at the moment. So I don't need to spend that much time talking about Detroit and Kansas City. Maybe next season. And people said, like, oh, they could be a dark horse, either one of those teams. No, no, don't buy that. No, they're not. Maybe next season uh, when they start to, you know, like they have more games under develop. Uh, under their belt and develop and mature but not at the moment okay it's not even close uh but yeah speaking of the L west you have the astros i think the astros again are a really great team you've seen verlander right and altuve's been incredible jeremy pena they replaced with carl's career is the favorite for rookie of the year you know i i i really know who he was that much and now i'm going to regret who i picked for rookie of the year and i'm going to get to that momentarily you also have the Angels in which they just fired Joe Madden, you know, and I wasn't surprised about that. The series in Philadelphia, I asked my one friend, he said he was going into the game the previous Saturday. I'm like, you're a fan of the Phillies, and I know you want to see Mike Trout and Otani in the playoffs. Which team would you rather have going to the playoffs? Because if the Angels lose this series, oh, it's over, you know, like if they are dealing with a massive losing streak. They still are. And it, which team would you rather make the plus he's like of course the the Phillies well they they definitely shot up their chances now winning three straight one of them being a huge blow to the Angels as they blew a five nothing lead and I as soon I as soon as that, that game was over I'm like I text him I'm like oh the Angels are done they're done they're going they they have now become the Phillies of the AL and what do they do they fire their manager midseason like the Phillies did they put up a high payroll they have two budding stars Zach Wheeler Bryce Harper Mike Trout Shohei Otani really there's a lot of similarities with them but the Angels are trending the wrong direction they had a great April they really did and had a horrific May just like the Phillies, except for the April part, and it's just it's a, it's an abomination. It really is. And once that series happened, and I've mentioned the Phillies, I'm like, okay, yeah, the first thing they gotta do is fire Joe Madden. They 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 kept him on Monday, and they lost one nothing to a Michael Walker shutout, which is very weird. He's had a decent season, uh, and and he's dealt with his injuries too. But still, the Angels should be embarrassed. They really should be. They're going to waste the talent of Mike Trout of Shohei Otani, of Anthony Rendon, even though he's hurt right now. Taylor Ward has been incredible. You're going to waste his maybe one fluke season. Jared Walsh has been doing okay. 
and it's just come on give me a break we want to see the angels in the playoffs i did not predict them to be in the playoffs and i was correct about that but at least they're doing better than seattle who i was seriously wrong about that okay seattle five games below five, uh, 500 i still have belief that they can make the last wild card i have them as, as the second wild card spot but they need to start to get hot right now or you have that manager being on the hot seat in, in in july or august like it's getting that bad you need to win as soon as possible because you're bunning stars and i know julio rodriguez is young you know i know i know jesse wrangler is not that old but some of the guys that they some of the, and Logan Gilbert is also pretty young, but and Robbie Ray you just signed a contract for over the past offseason. But you need you can't be content. You have to win as soon as possible for the sake of your fan base. And I don't see that at all. And it's disappointing. It's disgusting. It's sad. But Seattle has to win ASAP. They do. And I I just can't believe that they didn't have a good April. They didn't really have a good May. And I was surprised about that. I thought this was going to be a really good roster, really good team, and it just hasn't been. And I know Adam Frazier's been up and down. You know, I, I know J.P. Crawford had an incredible April. He had to regress, and he did. Julio Rodriguez was vice versa, you know. And, and Jesse Wrigley has been disappointed. And uh, Suarez has just been doing his home run thing and striking out, of course. But still. It's just, it's just unacceptable. They need to turn. It's summer. The, the summer needs to be their make or break, or there's going to be a lot of changes coming in Seattle. And they can, and I, and don't get me wrong. They may be a patient front office, but they should understand the fans should not be patient because they have a long playoff drought, and that should not continue another season. Because a lot of they were one game, one game away from making the playoffs last season. And I know it was tough. I know it was a heartbreaker, but at least they had hope for next season, and you're really killing the vibe. They are. So they have to change something as soon as possible, maybe make a move, maybe shake things up, or they just have to start winning right now. Because I want the best for them. I do. And Seattle deserves the best too. But I don't see it right now. I don't see that urgency. That's the one I'm looking for, urgency. That really matters. Uh, The Rangers... We are who they are who they thought they were, you know. I'm going to get into Martin Perez a little bit, but they had a tailboard April, they rebounded in May, and they're just they're not a playoff team right now. You know, they got some young and budding prospects about to come up on within the next year or two, but they're not good. Don't expect them to win that many games this season. Don't expect them to be even close for the playoff hunt. But they're a nice little team and you maybe you want to go out and see them. Uh, don't just go out and see them just for a hot dog on hot dog night. Just don't do that okay because there's much more to baseball than just paying a $20 ticket to pay for a $1 hot dog that's not the point of watching baseball but that's neither here or there the point is that the Rangers are an ad team they still have Cole Calhoun I don't know exactly Eli White is other than his great defensive plays uh Sam Huff you know Mitch Garver I know and I know uh Johan Heem has been uh, had a great April now we don't know who he is and so who are the Rangers, you know, other than Martin Perez and Joe Barlow, Scott Barlow, and, you know, uh, or maybe it's Joe Barlow, because I think Scott Barlow plays on the Royals, but still, point is that don't pay that much attention to the Rangers, other than Corey Seager, Marcus Seaman has been in a huge funk, and maybe starting to come out of it, but still, other, other than that, and maybe, uh, maybe um, Nate Lowe, Really, you don't have nothing to pay attention to with the Rangers. And sure, I, it's still surprising that they're better than the Mariners. But other than that, uh, record-wise. But other than that, again, really don't don't turn your eye to the Rangers. And, and, and speaking of don't turn your eye to, close your eyes with the Oakland Athletics. They are an atrocity to baseball. Just turning their team into a minor league team other than Frankie Montas, who's had a good season. Just not have given him enough run support. I have to admit, uh, I get it. If you think you're not going to win the World Series, you might as well not pay that much for it. But it's just garbage. It's a garbage team, and you, it just it just sparks the debate about competitiveness in baseball. Like it's literally a guaranteed win, a guaranteed win when you face Oakland. I know, like they have like 20 wins, and and that's you know kind of impressive. I thought maybe they might have 20 to end the season. But still, they have some fine players. They have not brought up their, many of their top prospects yet. I know they're going to trade Frankie Montez at some point. He's going to be a huge hot stove candidate coming uh, coming in uh, this upcoming month and July. But no need to pay attention to the Angels at uh, the the Athletics 
at all. And then, like, I, and I was just talking about the Angels a little bit earlier. I kind of cut off my point from the Astros. I had them winning the AL West, and they will. They absolutely will. When the Angels were falling, the Astros just, just kept continuing their thing, being opponents they're supposed to, not getting down on themselves, and they've just been having, you know, great seasons. You know, like Alex Bregman still doing his thing. Jordan Alvarez still doing his thing. Kyle Tucker, up and down, but for the most part, crushing baseballs and that's and your Gura has been really struggling that is a little bit of a concern but like I said Jeremy Pena great defensive guy could win maybe will win the rookie of the year but at the same time let me just say the Astros probably will be my team to get out of the AL them or the Yankees it might be yet another uh, ALCS Remax from 2017 and that should be really interesting if that happens so just to recap from the AL side Toronto right but not that they were going to win the division chicago still has a chance to win in the, the, the division but right now it's minnesota houston will win the al west and then i may be wrong about the mariners but i have the rays i have the mariners i have the twins so i might just take out the mariners and put in the the yankees just just to have just to maybe have the incorrect spot but still have the, the correct teams that made the playoffs uh, and also, I just wanted to say for manager of the year, I had the Blue Jays manager, uh, Montoya, winning manager of the year. It might be Boone because it's usually the team that has the most wins. So I might be wrong about that, but I, I-, I thought Toronto was going to get you know at least 100 wins. Now, Houston might just do that too, uh, and Dusty is very much deserving of that. But again, like I, I will say that you know Mont- uh, there was a lot of hype with the Blue Jays. They've been, for the most part, confirming that. And that they're real, but they just have not been better than the Yankees. It's just been unreal what Aaron Jones has been doing. It's like he hits a home run every day. It's ridiculous. Uh, and now let's get into the NL side. So I was definitely wrong with with this. Uh, I had the Braves winning the division, uh, the NL East, and then I had Milwaukee winning the the Central, and then I had the Dodgers winning the NL West. And then I had the Giants, Mets, and Padres. So a lot of people were out on the Padres, just merely for the fact that you know Tatis not making uh, not making his season debut all the way until like June or, or, or July. Uh, and you also had the the Giants, you know, still doing still doing their their thing, right? And I'm going to I guess I might as well just touch on that. But the Mets is the really the, the huge soccer. The Mets are like 19 games above 500. They, they, the Bucks show it seems like it's been a world of, of a difference. Even with Scherzer out, even with DeGrom out, even with McGill out, it's been unbelievable. McNeil's hitting, Alonzo's hitting, Lindor's hitting, and it seems like that, that they're like the comeback hits. You know, other than that one game in San Francisco, they came back but then blew the lead with Diaz. They, it seems like they, and also that, that game against the Phillies were, was absolutely <laughs> were predictable, in my opinion, where they got six runs in the ninth inning. But they've been a fun team to watch and I definitely suggest if you haven't watched them that you that you do and I would definitely suggest to you too that this team is for real that I do expect them to go to the NLCS now I might jinx them and that might be funny because I have some Mets friends but I do really think this team is for real because think about they're winning without the top pitchers in the NL top pitchers in the MLB you're doing something and now you're going to have them be what the top four when the playoffs start oh forget about it and at least DeGrom is uh, it's been a while since he's been in the playoffs Scherzer you know he was just in the playoffs of the Dodgers last year you have to monitor his pitch count a little bit but maybe because he's hurt and he's not pitching right now maybe you don't have to but having those guys in the playoffs is going to be a game changer and you're going to have to win no matter what if those guys are on the mound so definitely the Mets are in the playoffs book it right now i was wrong to having them the wild card but at least i, I was right in having them the playoff spot now the braves are one game above 500 a little bit better than the phillies they have a chance of being the wild card i'm not going to bank that but i will say that at, at i shouldn't be too surprised right they've dealt with their share of injuries their share of inconsistencies i think they will get it going at some point mike soroka will come back you also have, you know, just Kenley Jansen struggled a little bit. Uh, Will Smith struggled a little bit. A.J. Minter has been really good for them. Olsen's been really good. Um, Swans has been pretty good. Albies a little bit. And Acuna, you don't, you don't always have in the lineup. That's a little bit of a disappointment. Austin Riley's inconsistent. Azuna's inconsistent. Uh, Duvall hasn't been that great. So I think uh, William Contreras has been awesome. Uh, uh, Charles Darno a little bit less so. But still, the Braves 
they're going to be coming, and I'm just not sure if they're going to do enough. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to do enough with, and, and have enough time, but they might make the last wild card spot. They might, and then, yes, and that means I don't have the Phillies making the playoffs. I still don't. Okay, like I, you could, I would buy. I, I would sell low with the Angels. I would buy high with the Phillies. Like people are riding high with the Phillies, and I don't blame you. I don't. The manager changed. You know, Rob Thompson in for. Joe Girardi got fired over the past weekend, and that was completely necessary. It should have been done way more um, in April or May or whatever, but it, it was done. It was done, and that's fine. Uh, it, you you got you to gotta sell this team high because you, Bryce Harper is still not going to be in the outfield. The defense sucks even more so because of it. Gene Segura out. You cannot forget about that. Uh, Nick Maton, who seemed like he had promise, he's going to be out too, and it's just... Give me a break. I just cannot trust this franchise. I cannot. And maybe next year, but but their rotation's been really good. Their bullpen for the most part has been fine. Expect those things to change because if knowing the Phillies, that when they do something good, it doesn't last for long. And I just cannot trust Nola. Ranger's been really disappointing. Gibson, I'm kind of surprised he's held on to that ERA for this long, but that should change too. He he's he doesn't fare well in hitters parts. That's why he did well with Texas in that one half season last year. You know, like that's a that's a pitcher's ballpark right there. So I don't expect a lot from the the Phillies. I still expect them to disappoint us. I really do. And don't get me wrong, they're going to slug, but they're going to give up a lot of runs. Whether that is blowing saves, whether that is the rotation, or whether that is. Just how, just the stretch in which they have, and when they—I was about to say the defense, but also they—you can expect them to strike out a lot too. I know Schwarber was going to get high. He really was bad during April and May, and that shouldn't be a shocker. But at the same, and also Reese Haas is terribly inconsistent, and I've been on him one too many times, and it also should be a trade candidate. But at the end, and Canabo has been horrific, uh, comparing to what you paid him for. And also, Familia has been okay. And Brad Hand, for some reason, has been doing well, even with traffic on the bases. But still, buy high with the uh, sell high with the Phillies and let someone else buy it because it, it, we just know this franchise. We know it. They're cursed. And I want them to make the playoffs. I don't have them make the playoffs. I think I will be right when the writing is on the wall. And I, and I apologize for that uh, ahead of time. And then with the Marlins, with the Nationals, around the same record. All I will say is that nothing much to pay attention to. You know, Marlins pitching has been incredible. They may try to make a run um, during the summer and towards the fall, and maybe stay in contention. But they're not going to pull. They're not going to string enough uh, games together and make that last wild card spot. They're not going to do it. The Marlins don't have enough offense, and they're just too inconsistent. They don't have a big enough bat. They don't have a lot of star power besides Chaz Chisholm, which you really should pay attention to. He's a fun player. He's like Tatis on the East Coast, but also hits lefty. Um, I'm not sure he's a better defender or not, but he's a fun player to see, and he's definitely of that same kind of youth and caliber that MLB kind of wants. So that's definitely one player that you should definitely pay attention to that I will endorse uh, at this moment. And then the Nationals is just Soto, uh, jo- uh, Josiah Gray, Kerbert Ruiz, you know, not uh, Josh Bell. Not too many players to see from there. It's it's a lost season. It's a rebuilding season for them. The Marlins at least are trying. The uh, the Nationals uh, and Patrick Corbin has been a disaster, uh, but still, I would definitely just say. Don't expect much noise from the Marlins and Nationals in the NL East playoff race. And then the Central, I'm correct with the Brewers. I don't have the Cardinals making the playoffs, but they're right there. They are absolutely right near the Brewers, and that's going to come down to the wire. I really do. I think, so if the Brewers make the playoffs, I think they win the division. Uh, If the Cardinals make the playoffs, they they win the division. So what I think that, I think I will be correct that the Brewers win the division. But if they do not, they're not going to make the playoffs at all. Like, it's going to be one of these teams. Like, I still believe that the Giants will make the wild card, that the Padres will make the wild card, that the Mets, uh, well, they might win the division, but then you have an, a spot for the Braves. So actually, from a more realistic standpoint, the Cardinals might make the wild card, not an NL East team, because the Mets, instead of winning the wild card, will win the division. But at the same time, the Braves can. You know, they're not that far off from the Cardinals, but... Two great teams here, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Um, I, again, whoever wins the division, the, whoever loses the division, I think has a chance of missing the playoffs entirely. 
but that all hinges on Atlanta and Philadelphia. So uh, I don't even question the NL West. That's a, one of the best divisions in baseball. Don't even question that. Okay, don't even do it. Uh, but yeah, Milwaukee's been they've been consistent. They've been uh, except Yeldage. Uh, they also been, you know, what we expect them to. Nothing too much. I mean, Woodruff has been hurt. Peralta's been hurt. But they got some guys. Jason Alexander. You also have um, Ashby. You also have, of course, Josh Hader. Devin Willis being amazing. Uh, don't be, you shouldn't, no, I, I don't think it's surprised by the Brewers' uh, success. And also the Cardinals. You know, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Edmund Bader, uh, Rainwright. You also have even Dakota Hudson a little bit. I uh, know Jack Flanning. I know has still has not pitched at all for them yet, um, and it's it, it, they're just they just are. It's a good roster. Both teams have good rosters. I don't think they're going to have World Series contending rosters, but that should be a division race to watch out for. Don't worry about the West. Okay, the Dodgers will at some point handle the business, but the Central Brewers and Cardinals. Kind of saw it last year. I think you would definitely see it this year. That should be the race of the summer. Who's going to win that race, the, uh, the Brewers or the Cardinals? And then nothing much to pay attention to. The Cubs are rebuilding. Some nice names, you know, some nice storylines there. Uh, Cincinnati, they have stunk in April, kind of turned around in May. They're not going to make any noise either during the summer. And then the Pirates, kind of surprised they, they actually are better than the Cubs and, and Reds, quite honestly. But we're talking about three teams in the same division that are all rebuilding, that all don't want to pay money, at least in this moment in time. The Cubs have, have paid money, and they probably will in the future. They just did it with Marcus Stroman. They did it previously with Jason Hayward. They will in the future, just not at this moment. The Pirates, they never pay any money. The Reds, some t- here and there, but definitely not at this moment. So I, I'll just say, like, don't worry about any of those three teams right there. Again, some nice storylines, but... And and also you have some top prospects, especially from Pittsburgh, about to come up, uh, like Ornell Cruz, for example. And you also have this Contreras kid that pitches uh, really decently for the Pirates. And you might have one or two more from from Cincinnati or Chicago. But still, other than that, nothing much to really pay attention to, especially from the playoff um, wise when it comes to the NL Central besides the Cardinals and the Brewers. And which, again, I have the Brewers winning. I'm sticking by that. The one thing I will say I'm probably incorrect about is the Cardinals not making the playoffs because I had two NL East teams making the playoffs. Now it's it's more likely going to be one, but I'm not giving up on Atlanta. I'm not. And Philadelphia might replace Atlanta, might be better than St. Louis, but I really don't buy that. We They disappointed us one too many times, and when that happens, shame on us, right? And I'm not willing to go there. Then you have the NL West. The Dodgers have been doing their thing. You know, um, not too much of a surprise. Even with injuries, you know, Kershaw's been hurt. Muncy's hurt right now. But Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts have been doing their thing. Chris Taylor's now starting to pick it up. Justin Turner now starting to pick it up. Will Smith's struggling a little bit now, but not necessarily in the beginning of the season. They, they uh, Cody Bellinger, we, we're starting to realize he maybe that was his MVP was a fluke season, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, Gallon Lux had a great April, not so much in May. So they just have a great roster, uh, great length great uh, great bullpen the stars i'm going to get into um when it comes to sleepers Urias has been a little bit of a disappointment but yeah don't don't forget about the dodgers um they they've been really amazing don't take it for granted like they should be really they should they should be on their a game uh, throughout the summer and then let's see what happens where are they when it comes to october then you have san diego san francisco arizona colorado in that order, out in the NL West. So don't worry about Colorado. Uh, don't worry about Arizona. It's just not their time. Not yet. And I know they paid Chris Pryor. Chris Pryor hasn't even really played all that much. And Brennan Rogers, CJ Cronin, had some good seasons. But at the same time, I'm just like, the real, the real, it's just three teams out West. And that is a really good division. And, and Arizona did have a decent April. Not so much in May. And Colorado, even even a little bit in the beginning of April. But what I will say is San Diego with Bob Melvin kind of confirms my manager of the year pick. I had Bob Melvin because I'm like, San Diego is going to turn it around. They should be embarrassed from not making the playoffs last year. And Eric Hosser has turned it up. Luke Voigt is, uh, has come back, and he has turned it up. Uh, Jake Kernenworth just dealt with a little bit of a slump. In Milwaukee, he turned it off and he got going again. Uh, Kim has been pretty good. Profar has been amazing. Uh, Grisham has been doing okay. And I think uh, Machado has been an MVP candidate, you know. And you also have a great 
rotation out there with uh, with Musgrove. Manana's been pitching really well. Blake Snell, they just got back. Mackenzie Gore might be rookie of the year, and we're going to get into that momentarily. So a lot of great things out, out west. And I didn't even mention the Giants. You know, the Giants have just been in- incredible with what they have. Not that much star power other than, you know, Logan Webb. And uh, I'm trying to trying to think Carlos Rondon, you know, and, and maybe yeah, Mike Jastrzemski. But yeah, even with Brandon Crawford, even with Brandon Bell and Flores and Estrada and a mix of Kirk Casale, Darren Ruff, Joey Bard, and feel, uh, maybe Jason Vosler, you know, like sometimes you see him uh, forgetting uh, who, el- who else they typically play. But the point is that San Francisco has been well off and you gotta give Gabe credit and you gotta give the front office credit you know like they're not spending too much money they're not in the luxury tax I mean I think they should to be honest if they want to you know make a run for October but I am telling you this team is going to make the playoffs they're going to make the wild card and I'm going to be correct so I so to wrap up my NL predictions Atlanta I'm incorrect about that the Mets will win the division Milwaukee I think will win and there it's it's a coin flip right now Los Angeles will win the NL West, and then the play, uh, the playoffs, Giants, Mets, Padres, I think are all correct, except the Mets are winning the division, and the Cardinals might replace the Mets in that, but the Padres might swap with the Giants, like Padres might have that number one wild card spot, and then you have manager of the year with Bob Melvin, so I'm I definitely correct about that. Now let's get into comeback player of the year this is definitely very interesting Mike Trout or Luis Robert in which I think it's going to be if Mike Trout doesn't win the MVP I think it's going to be Mike Trout but Luis Robert was doing pretty well and now has been tailing off a little bit so I, I'll probably go with Mike Trout for the AL side and that should definitely I think should be a consensus because he didn't really play that much last year injury plague season and I do think you know he's putting up incredible numbers but maybe not necessarily worried for the MVP because you know you got Aaron Judge, I'm going to get into that just in a moment. Lindor for the NL was my pick, and I think that's definitely in play. I really do. He's been incredible, and I think that will continue because he just had a terrible season last year, and I think not from an injury standpoint, and maybe he missed a few games because of injury, but from the NL side, I think he's the best pick right there. And I, and some people were like, why'd you do comeback player of the year? It's an award, you know, so I'm going to get into everything I can, and I might as well do my job and predict right and see what what works and what doesn't that's going to be interesting who's going to win for the nl side because lindor shouldn't be a surprise but he did have a down season last year and he did come back so it does fit the description uh rookie of the year i had bobby witt for the al side has been doing really well in may and june did not have a good april uh you know same thing with julio rodriguez but for the al side i think it's rodriguez as the favorite right now, or Jeremy Pena. You know, Jeremy Pena has been incredible defensively. Uh, you also have Joe Ryan. Uh, you also have uh, George Kirby, you know, also from the Mariners. So it's going to come down to Julio Rodriguez or Bobby Wood, which was my two in which I was thinking of, and I took Witt. But I'm telling you, Pena is making a huge case, and I think he's one of the top war players as well. So Pena, Rodriguez, Witt, I'm going to stick with Witt. He could just turn on and no one can catch up to him, maybe. But uh, And Joe Ryan up the Twins, you know, like I said earlier, incredible pitcher. Definitely check him out. But yeah, it's going to be close, and I'm going to stick with my pick. Uh, I said uh, for the NL side, Zia Suzuki, in which, you know, I, he had an incredible April. I was completely right about that. But Mackenzie Gore is turning up. He's been absolutely phenomenal, and he's the favorite right now. And I expect him to keep him in the rotation, and I don't think there's any catching up with him in terms of his candidacy. Like, there's absolutely no way. No, no way. He just looks absolutely filthy, absolutely dominant, striking out 10 guys, maybe 9. But he's going 6 innings, and he's proven to be that number 1 over a prospect when there was questions about why is he still in double A? Why is he still in triple a you know and going through some injuries but he's he's here and he's making a name for himself it's absolutely remarkable you also have alec thomas norman gorman you also have juan yopez the last two from the cardinals alec thomas from the diamondbacks they're they're in the running but i don't don't expect them to make that much noise uh the main candidates for the nl side is suzuki gore 
And I think that's really it, honestly. I think that's really it. Uh, for the NL, uh, for the MVP, I had Juan Soto, and I had Mike Trout. I don't think it's going to be Soto just because the Nationals really do suck that much, and he's taking up a lot of walks. In an age, day and age where you know people want to see home runs, he's walking a lot, and so that might hurt him a little bit. And Mike Trout, I had him win Comeback Player of the Year and MVP, but that's going to be judged. There's no question about that. I think I'm wrong with Trout, and I think I still have a shot with Soto, but I, I think these guys I'm about to say that are much more worthy uh, will probably dethrone both of them. So on the NL side, you have Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, absolutely incredible, even with the elbow injury he's dealing with. Pio Alonso, did not mention him. He's also a big reason why the Mets are doing really well. And then for the AL side, Jordan Alvarez, Aaron Judge, I keep mentioning, Rafael Devers, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and also Jose Ramirez, absolutely incredible. And I and if I were to take my picks again, I probably would say Aaron Judge and Manny Machado. I mean, Manny Machado, I mean, I know I can say Arenado, Betts, Harper, probably not Alonso, um, and probably not Soto. Maybe Betts is, is there, and then, and, you know, he might be the first player since Frank Robinson to win in the NL and AL MVP award. But yeah, I, I, I'll say for right now, Judge and Machado are absolutely incredible. And they're the reasons why they're in the playoff race, respectively, for the Yankees and Padres. And then you have the Cy Young. I had Garrett Cole and I had Logan Webb. Logan Webb, I just put on just so my friends could realize that this guy is for real. You know, in the NLDS, he was incredible against the Dodgers. Two starts. I, I'm not sure if he gave up more than two runs combined. And I'm like, this guy's going to be a bunny ace, you know. But unfortunately, this season hasn't done that well. And a little bit disappointing, but for me at least. But he's been, he's been doing good. You know, he did good. Uh, and I, I have to admit, he's I, he's probably in the back in terms of Cy Young candidates, in terms of the favorites, in terms of Vegas. But definitely keep your eye out for Logan Webb. He's definitely a true ace in the making, whether it's next season or the year after but he's still developing and I didn't realize that I thought he I thought he was I thought he was here but he, he actually wasn't and then with Garrett Cole just he's going along with the Yankees you know just unbelievable he's awesome and I'm happy that he, he might get his first Cy Young award he's not the favorite it's Justin Verland is the favorite and you also have Shane McClanahan right there Alec Manoa Nestor Cortez Cole's teammate uh Kevin Gosman so all those guys in the AL are competing with Cole and Cole's not the favorite, but Cole can, we all know his sheer talent, and he could definitely be, he could definitely be the Cy Young Award winner at the end of it, but uh, my pick probably would be Verlander, but I'm biased towards McClanahan, because he's on my fantasy team, he's been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, for the NL side, so again, Webb is not going to win it, Burns is the favorite, and he's been doing incredible, not a lot of run support when he pitches, which is kind of sad. Um, I know when Freddie Peralta was pitching last year, and he's hurt right now, but he was, it was kind of the same thing with him and with Woodruff, but now it's with Burns. I was a little bit disappointed I had that trend kind of continued. But you have Joe Musgrove. He would probably be my pick right now because, again, biasly, he was also on my fantasy team and has been unbelievably awesome. I cannot believe how awesome he's been. Carlos Rodon had a, a sick April and, and a little bit of May. He kind of struggled towards the end of it. Uh, you also have Sandy Alcantara. Max Freed, Josh Hader has been ridiculous. And a lot of safe situations, and seems like there's no chance he blows a save. Maybe he blows one or two towards the season's end, but it doesn't seem like it anytime soon right now. Uh, Zach Wheeler's been good, except for injuries. Zach Gallon's been really impressive. That's the one thing I would say pay attention to when it comes to the D-backs. And also, Merrill Kelly had a good April. Darren Varsha had a really good April in May. They have some good pieces, but they're not here yet, the D-backs. They're coming, but not yet. And then Pablo Lopez, again, of the Marlins, they just have really good pitching. And so the Dodgers and the Rays, that was my World Series pick. I think it's very open right now. I think you can make an argument for either the Rays, the Astros, the Yankees. You know, I, I think you can make an argument even for Minnesota, sort of. I, I just think it's open, really open in Toronto. Don't be surprised if it's, you know, someone else than the Dodgers. And the Rays, I, I, I mean, you know, there's more talented teams than the Rays, but they always find a way, right? They always find a way. And then the Dodgers, the Mets, 
the Cardinals, not the Brewers. I think the Brewers always find a way to, to lose in the playoffs. The Padres, the Giants. So it's very much wide open right now. And that's the good thing about baseball. Like, I, I want to be wrong about this. I, I was just thinking, you know what? Just put, Let's put a rematch. You know, just like Golden State and Cavaliers, you know, they kept facing each other in the NBA. Just why not? Um, like, how? Who would I know? You know, and I, and I just had, and they said like you have to do it. You know, and I said like ah, oh, all these teams can make the playoffs, and all these teams can go to the World Series. I just had to put something, but yeah, it's very wide open. I was correct about that. And then here, so lastly, let me just give you some names. I probably said these already, but names that haven't, um, you probably haven't heard that much if you don't follow baseball, uh, but they're. Guys who are having great seasons, but not MVP caliber, not Cy Young caliber, but names who you still should know, like, oh, they're having incredible seasons. So Ty France of the Mariners, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals, absolutely ridiculous May, Taylor Ward of the Angels, in which I kind of did mention him, Tim Anderson of the White Sox, I did mention him, Tommy Edmond, I did mention him of the Cardinals, uh, you also have C.J. Crone of, of the Rockies, Harrison Bayer of the Cardinals, Jeff McNeil's just a hitting machine, a contact machine for the Mets. Uh, Ian Happ of the Cardinals, Tariq Skubal for the Tigers, Dansby Swanson for the Braves, you have Martin Perez of the Rangers, I mentioned him a little bit, and he's he is a Cy Young candidate, but I don't think that's going to last long, so that's why he's on this aspect. Austin Hayes, I did bring up for the Orioles, really surprising for him, Andrew Benatini of the Royals, Jerison Profar, I mentioned already for the Padres, Wilmer Flores, I did mention for the Giants, and, and Theo Estrada, the same thing. Luis Arias of the Twins, he's a hitting machine, rarely strikes out, loves to hit line drives, doesn't hit for power, hits for average, may get doubles, may stretch into a double, but I'm telling you, Luis Arias is someone who you should try to know, the guy is amazing, he, he's funny, good personality, I think he's also uh, the next trend of players who don't hit for power, where you just hit for line drives, and maybe here and there, the ball may find its way out. You also have Riley Telez of the Brewers, also Eric Lauer of the Brewers. You might remember his performance from Sunday Night Baseball, even though it was overshadowed by Angel Hernandez. You also have Tyler Anderson filling in well for Clayton Kershaw, doing an amazing job. And the Dodgers are definitely heading where they need to be on track because of him. You also have Tony Goslin in that same rotation. Both of them amazing. You have to give a whole lot of credit to just developing and drafting the right players. And Tony Goslin is one of them. And I already touched upon it. Lastly, Dylan Cease, Michael Kolpak of the White Sox. Absolutely unbelievable job by the White Sox in developing them. And I just can't imagine the White Sox being where they are if it wasn't for those two. So that's the episode. I Hopefully, you know, that I've gotten you back into baseball a little bit. It's June. It's about to be July very soon. And you should go out to the ballpark, you know, whether it's Citizens Bank or Yankee Stadium or City Field or, or Boston or whatever the case may be. You got to go out to a game, maybe even the minor leagues. You know, it's that time where you don't have football and hockey's about to be over soon. Basketball's going to be over soon. And are you really going to watch MLS? I don't think so. So, yeah, definitely just take my recommendations on on following these guys. You also have other episodes. As you watch baseball, you can listen to us here on Spotify or Anchor. And you can socialize with us on social media. We're, we're here. We're more than happy to, to guide you to the right place or have a lovely conversation. But either way, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that this has definitely tinkled your mind a little bit. And we're always here for you. So... Have a lovely day, and I'm out. Thank you very much. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.